This is the Pursuit of Endurance podcast. Welcome to the Pursuit of Endurance podcast. Today we have with us one of my best friends, ultra runner, Mr. Mahesh Rajnikanth. Mahesh, thank you so much for joining uh, and we'll, we'll keep this casual, we'll keep this as a conversation. Uh, let's, get, let's get straight into it, Mahesh. Uh, we've, we've known each other for, I don't know, 20 odd years and um, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that Mahesh would one day be running ultra marathons and be uh, more or less like, a, like an icon and an inspiration for so many people. Um, we, we were clearly party maniacs in, in our earlier life. Uh, talk us through how you turned from being a party maniac to a running maniac. Describe, describe the moments and, and decisions that you took to transform your life over, over those years. Okay. First of all, thank you very much for this opportunity. I think, uh, and I did not know you can do all these things first. Okay. Coming to uh, my running uh, thing. Uh, uh, you, you very well know that I used to play football and then I was associated, associated with some kind of uh, sports from my childhood. But yes, when I joined office, I think I had to uh, give up everything because of the office timing, the travel and things like that. It was only limited to my weekends. Uh, maybe at some point of time, uh, uh, maybe because of stress or whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, this running happened just like that. So one day evening I came home and then I thought, okay, I have some time. Let me at least go for a run or a jog. So this, this started... Uh, uh, one day at one day and it, it went on for a couple of days and then there was a break and all these things happened. And uh, during that time, I think in our office, there was one Japanese uh, who was uh, you know, kind of a runner and then he wanted to make a good running team from Toyota point of view. Then he, he said, okay, let's, let's uh, join all of us and then let's do some kind of a small running and things like that. And I, I think at that point of time, Urban Stampede was there. I think I'm talking about 2008, if I'm right. So then he said, okay, let's participate as a company. So we did, we, we, in fact, we were around five or six teams and then we went there. And then at that point of time, it was all limited to uh, what I say is only some event, event kind of a thing. Maybe if I run at 10K, maybe the next three days, I was not able to you know take the stairs. So that was the kind of, you know, fitness uh, it was. And then slowly this became a habit. Uh, uh, not very sure when I started running regularly, but yes, when I moved to RR Nagar, so I think that's where it, it became more of a serious running rather than becoming a pleasure, you know, pleasure running. So this started and then uh, 10K became half marathon, half marathon become, became full marathon. Uh, then now a, a small ultras and some kind of a cycling and things like that. So, but yes, uh, uh, maybe from the last four, 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 five years, I've been very regular. But before that, I used to run half marathons, but it was only from an event specific, maybe a week or 10 days before start the practice, do the run and then forget it and then start partying, like you said. So that's how, that's how the running Excellent. life. So through those initial days of uh, 
starting to run a 10K and moving the 10K to a 21K race. What was going through your head and what, was, what were some of the discussions you were having with yourself on why you're doing this? Uh, it clearly isn't easy to ramp up, right? So uh, what is the self-talk that you had? You know, transitioning from, let me just run for fitness to running to 10K, 21, and now running 42 and beyond. So what was the self-talk? Uh, see, uh, generally what happens is any any anything uh, for that matter from a human being point of view. If I try to do something, then the next day if I do the same thing, I tend to do it a different way or try to achieve uh, maybe a distance if I'm traveling, I will try to see if I can take an alternate route to that or reduce the time what I consume and things like that. So I run today and then I know, okay, for a 5K, my legs were aching, you know, I did it this distance and things like that. So how can I better it? So maybe the next day I will see if I can improve my pace, uh, reduce the time or, uh, you know, should I, uh, you know, initially when we started, it will not be the entire run. So you walk and run, walk and run. So you tend to reduce the amount of walk you do and then increase the run. So it's kind of a a step-by-step approach what we generally take and once you are comfortable with a, 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 a you know distance like 10 15k it's then uh, it's it's madness so you know uh, then i have done 15k and then 21 is just 5 kilometer away so why not i try then once it is done 21 then that 25 25 to 30 30 to 35 so it it goes on it's it's kind of a, a you know a bettering yourself is what i i can uh, you know put it across so uh, bettering in terms of the speed, maybe at some point of time I w- we would like to do a pace run, so we will see how what what is the best speed I can attain. Uh, betterment in terms of you know distance, maybe one of the uh, aspect what we will consider at that point of time, or uh, it may be nothing but okay I did this much distance but I don't have a body pain, so uh, maybe from a fitness point of view, to what extent I can I know I can run and things like that. So these are the key things maybe which goes in our mind uh, with which we tend to you know, increase the space, increase the distance and things like that. So that's how it, it happened to me. Uh, and also at some point of time, what happens is uh, uh, the group also make, gives you a lot of difference. You know, when you're running in a group, so you, uh, you have a lot of people with different, different uh, cap- capabilities and capacities. So you tend to either meet them or uh, align towards them or try or sometimes it becomes a kind of a healthy competition so he is running at this pace and by this time why not i try and extend it so some kind of a small competition happens within ourselves and then we tend to you know uh, or achieve or we tend to increase uh, you know a lot many things so maybe that's how from a small 5k it has now come down to uh, ultra marathon distance so what i take away from that is one step at a time, really. And yes. small goals turn into big goals. And there's a lot of uh, drive and motivation that comes externally as well. So that really was my next question. You've done, you've been running for what, five, six, seven years now? How long? Uh, maybe around 12 when I started running, but uh, very serious in the last six, six years. Yes, six, seven. So, the, so last six years. Um, how do you how do you keep that how do you keep that drive alive? And you mentioned 
you know, a, a healthy competition with while running with groups, staying in a group will keep you motivated. Uh, but not everybody gets to do that. Uh, you know, I, I've often woken up and have gone right back to sleep. Um, for, you know, my self-talk would be it's I should get half an hour more sleep or 10 minutes more sleep and that, that day goes away. Um, but at least that's how it was when I, when I, I seriously started, but I've gotten better. But uh, in your case, these many, many years and you, you do put in a lot of mileage. Uh, how do you keep your self-motivation self up? Uh, from a, I, I don't uh, take it from a motivation point of view. Now it has become a way of life for me after so many years of running and that too running very regularly it's kind of become a way of life if i miss a day of running or doing some kind of an activity either cycling or gym and things like that it's not a full day so uh, either i will not be very active or you know somewhat you know uh, the mind is not fresh so uh, that has become like that uh, uh, it's it's as i said it's a way of life but as you said, I also have this struggle to get up every day, even today, even after six years of running. So the mind and the body, you know, the body always wants to sleep at least for the next five minutes. It's, it's the mind which has to wake up. If the mind sleeps, then it, the day is gone. So even today, sometimes it happens. So uh, there's a certain, and some days I even cheat. Uh, even though I am, you know, uh, I, I want to go out and things like that, I tend to cheat and then sleep. So that's that's okay. That's uh, that's where that's a good good thing to happen because even body needs some rest. Uh, that is one part of it. So uh, the second part of it is, uh, uh, you know, you you tend to have your own uh, small little goals. Uh, you, either if you are if you are, you know, targeting some distance, or you're targeting some event. So you will have your own uh, uh, small little goals. Okay, this week I have to do so much kilometers. This week I have to do this many runs or this week I need to run at this pace. There are so many things, small, small little things, which we internally, we have some kind of a plan and things like that. So that will become one of the motivation for us to go out and then do the thing what we want to do. Uh, uh, second thing, once again, I will come back with the, from when I'm, I'm talking about groups. So that also makes a lot of uh, difference when, when we, we tend to participate an event in a group, right? So a lot of common, uh, uh, you know, sense people, right? So we, what we do is we, we tend to make a plan for the entire group. Boss, this week, let's do so much kilometers. Let's, let's go here. Let's do the hill training. Let's do the speed training. Let's do the interval training. So this also becomes one of the key motivation because uh, uh, one is you, you tend to understand where you stand from a competition standpoint, because even though it is a healthy competition, but there will be some, some amount of competition. Uh, second point is, uh, this becomes a motivator for you to say, boss, if I don't go, all these guys will go, then I will miss this. So that's, that's there. Then third is, uh, uh we are all human beings and uh, social engagement is one of the key uh, things for us to, you know, uh, be motivated and things like that. So we need social engagement. So. Uh, uh, the earlier social engagement was okay. We go to a restaurant, we, we, we meet at a bar and things like that. So life is changing the office and things like that. So we don't get to find so much time. So I think uh, majority of the social, uh, you know, uh, activities, what we want to do. I think this is, uh, this, this particular activity is also giving me that kind of uh, uh, aspect, right? So I tend to meet people, we chat, chat, laugh, 
so that is also being taken care of so there are multiple aspects which is involved uh, uh, which motivates me to wake up early morning even though if i am down with two three beers the previous night so yeah so these are couple of things which motivates me it's as it's like brushing your teeth you can't stay a full day without brushing your teeth so you can't you can't spend a full day without uh, without running um so what does your your typical training week look like right now uh you know it's a given the whole lockdown situation and working at home how has that affected you and how has that affected your training uh when when i'm talking about this particular situation i think uh, uh the entire gyming is gone so my strength exercises is totally zero i think it's been four months even you know in in house i can't do it so it's I, that's one area where i feel that i need somebody to hit my back and say bloody push so that's one area where i can't do on my own otherwise uh, running and cycling is uh, you know something which i can do all alone or which motive you know i can motivate myself and then go out on the road uh, when it was a total lockdown due to march till uh, end of april so i i ensured that i don't step out so i may my only activity was the indoor cycling so i used to make it a point that every day one hour either in the morning or evening i do my bit and then i sweat out so that i i feel fresh so that was the whole the only training what i used to do during the total lockdown once uh, the uh, you know the lockdown 3 started from may 3rd and things like that where there were some relaxations people were allowed to go out for the morning exercises and things like that that's where i started so i ensure that uh, you know uh, at least of four to five runs a week uh, ranging from 5 kilometers maybe it may go up to uh, 15 or 20 uh, then maybe one or two days of uh, cycling uh, with which one weekend would be a long ride otherwise during the week if i go it will be a shorter ride maybe a hour or two otherwise uh, that's how is my typical training week so i tend to do all the seven days maybe within a once in two weeks i i cheat one day so i take complete rest so that's how it's been happening now i wouldn't call that cheating i would i would call that uh, you you need time to uh, rest. you know rest recuperate and yeah. uh, help your body absorb all that intense training you're doing uh, do you change it up do you change you said you i know you cycle a lot and that's for a whole other episode i'm saving all the quest the cycling questions for a whole another episode which means you need to come back on this um but do you change up your running uh, schedule you mentioned your know, distance wise yes but do you also do different sort of um uh, workouts and when you know slow workouts tempo how how does that look yes uh, that's very important otherwise you will not improve improve on your performance uh, however i think from the last couple of months uh, we have not been doing it uh, we are just running uh, you know we are just running mainly uh, we try to keep the aerobic uh, running majority of the days and then maybe one one day in a week we try to push uh i you know uh, that's how it is but otherwise when we when we have an event when we target for an event and then there are multiple types of uh, uh, activity what we do we we generally do a aerobic pace uh that is z3 is what we say then uh, we also do a long distance but we will will move to z4 uh, kind of a thing uh, then we'll we will do interval running uh, interval running or two types one is uh, you know you 
uh, you go the distance, then you walk, you go the distance, you walk, then you're not, you're not doing the same laps, but you're going a distance. So that's one. Uh, second thing is you run 100 meters, you walk back 100 meters, then you run another 200 meters, you walk back another 200. So basically what we ensure is that 100, 200, 300, and 400 meters, what we do, you know, you give your 100%, whatever maximum uh, effort you can put, you put and then try to push. Uh, that's one set of training. We also do hill training because uh, uh, when we are looking at uh, ultras, uh, where we high altitude ultras and things like that, so hill training becomes very, very important. So we do hill repeats, uh, meaning uh, we take a road uh, which has a good inclination, so uh, elevation, sorry. Uh, we, we try to do it multiple times. We go up running with full speed, full, full energy, and then walk back, and then we repeat this multiple times, and then this this happens maybe uh, we, we in a week of five days uh, uh, maybe we start with a slow run the first day then we get into a, a tempo run then we may do a, a, a interval run on the flat course then we uh, do a normal run then we come back on a hill repeat and things like that and then generally during the weekends this would be our long run and uh, we also tend to go out to areas where we get a good elevation. For example, nearby is the, the best place is Thurahalli. We do uh, the Thurahalli stretch multiple times so that we get that kind of an elevation. Otherwise, we go all the way to Nandi Hill, Nandi Hills, and then we try to climb the Nandi Hill and things like that. So there are multiple variations we do. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, for me, especially, so all with, with doing all these things, I was able to enhance uh, the distance what I used to cover without fatigue. Uh, second thing is my paces have increased. Uh, when, I, when I target a half marathon or a full marathon, when I want to achieve at some specific period within time, so I'll be, I was able to do it. Uh, third is, uh, uh, I think my running form has also improved a bit because uh, you know, I tend to drag my uh, you know, hand a little bit. Now that's, that's slowly getting corrected because I've been doing it for uh, many years. Now it's slowly correcting, but yes. So that's a good segue to, um, to all the races that you've run. Um, I remember a time where you'd go and run a race probably every weekend at least that's that's how that's how we felt because you'd, you'd be away every saturday morning or a sunday morning running a race do you remember how many races you run no <laughs> uh do you remember how many marathons you've done no <laughs> do you remember how many ultra marathons you've done Ultra uh, 50K, maybe around six, six to eight, uh, one uh, uh, 75. Okay, yes. so let's, so now, now that you have a count, it will help you keep count as you continue to do more ultra runs. Um, so what has been your, your favorite race, regardless of the distance, what has been your uh, absolute favorite race to run? Uh, I would always prefer an ultra because ultra races will, uh, you know, define you, what you are, what, what kind of a, a strong person you are, because, uh, it's not about distance. Uh, uh it's about uh, the mental status during the course of ultras, right. Uh, you know, uh, that's, that's where I feel that, uh, you know, I can test myself to what extent I can, I can push myself, uh, Plus, uh, you know, ultras uh, give you a different high. You know, it's kind of a, you know, if you drink, you get some kind of a high. So without drink, if you want to get a high, run an ultra is what I, I say to everyone. 
So one or two favorites, what I've done and then I would still continue to do year on year is one is Malnad Ultra. Uh, I did 50 first year, then I, I did 80 last year. So this year I was supposed to do 110 thanks to COVID. So it gave me one more year to train. Uh, the second ultra is the La Ultra, so which happens in Ladakh. And I did a 55. Uh, it's, it's something, you know, uh, you can run hundreds of kilometers in Bangalore, but if you run a 10K in Ladakh, it's a totally different feeling. So there are so many things you need to, you know, consider when you, when you, when you even think of La Ultra, which we, we, I never thought of. I just thought it's just one more normal marathon, just 55 kilometers. I can go and do it. But when I landed there, I knew, okay, I've, I've come, I've done a wrong. I've taken a very you know, uh, bold decision without knowing what, what needs to be done. So on La Ultra, how does, how does the air quality um, affect your performance? Because the air is obviously thinner at, at altitude. Um, and you'd have to probably get there earlier, get acclimated to it. Uh, how how did that affect your running in in uh, Ladakh? Uh, if I have to tell my Ladakh experience, I, the day I landed, uh, uh, if I climb four steps, I used to be uh, at the giddiness. I had to sit for some time. You know, it was that that way, and I was even thinking that will I be able to even uh, you know walk? Forget about running, even walk. Uh, but uh, one of the best things what we did was uh, uh, we went at least uh, 10 days before. So it gave us a good acclimatization period. Uh, the first first two days, we did not do anything. I think uh, the third day we went uh, to a place which is from uh, 11,000 feet to 15,000, if I remember, 15 or 13,000 feet. So it was okay. Uh, then uh, the next day we went to Varila, uh, which was the place where we had to do the run. Uh, it was very bad. The kind of headache I got for that entire day, it, I, I think in the, my life that was the first time I could understand what headache is. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, so there were a lot of uh, uh, you know, doubts in my mind that will I be able to even complete or even participate. But uh, uh, I think uh, the day of the race, uh, how is your mindset? Uh, how do you want to take uh, uh, one step at a time during the race? Uh, I think that's, that's how I was able to complete. Uh, because I could see uh, winter, summer, rainy, snow, all four seasons in one day. <laughs> Within within you know, uh, 11 hours time so and within 55 kilometers. So. Uh, even though I had, you know, taken care of in terms of my uh, clothes, uh, you know, covering and all those things, but still, you know, uh, and if you if you are at Ladakh, you are like a, uh, you know, uh, ant, not even ant, smaller than an ant, in, in in front of those huge huge mountain ranges, 360 degree. If you turn, you find only mountains. So. You're nothing uh, there, so uh, it, it's a it's a life changing experience actually. If you have to, if you if you have to ask me, uh, it is something uh, which will make you more stronger, which will make you believe in yourself. Uh, you know, it'll it'll also give you that kind of a confidence, telling that okay, if you if you feel you can do it, you can do it, whatever it is. So uh, that's how it is, and. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I have done some mistakes. I know what mistakes I did when I went to Ladakh. Maybe 
next time when we when i go there i will be more careful in terms of what kind of a training i have to do uh, what kind of a strengthening what i have to do and i think what also what kind of a, a breathing exercise also we have to do so we'll have to learn to breathe less so if we have to survive long distances in ladakh i think we'll have to learn how to breathe less and then still be fit yes that's that's a great perspective um and i must say since we're all wearing masks we're breathing pretty less these days uh this oxygen <laughs> deprived in one way or the other so would you say mahesh that this was your uh, toughest run or uh, would it be something uh, else toughest uh, i don't say the toughest uh, but from a course point of view it was okay because we were running on the road uh, it, it you know it was you know even though you you climb elevation it's a gradual elevation right so uh, but my malnad ultra this time uh, uh, after ladakh when i did the 80k because of the huge rains changed the course and then uh, the course what they decided i think they had they had also less very less time to decide but uh, i felt uh, my malnad ultra of 80k was much much tougher uh, because uh, i think post 6 o'clock when it became dark even though we carry a uh, torch and things like that uh, it was slippery there was a lot of water and you know uh, the course was not lit they can't lit because if they are running in a forest when uh, then there were a lot of u turns we used to we had to circle the similar area multiple times uh and uh, up and downs were huge you know the elevation used to suddenly come up go down and things like that i felt malnad ultra was more challenging uh, other than uh, considering lalra lalra only thing what i i felt was the breathing so if i have if, and i could gain the kind of breathing what is required for the race maybe a day or two before the race so that that gave me full confidence and i did not had to struggle during the race so but Yes, I had to put in a lot of struggle during my Malnad Ultra for the last, at least last 20 kilometers. I think because of the wetness, the darkness, and things like that. Yes, I, I would, I would say Malnad Ultra was a more tougher run than La. So speaking about La Ultra, um, what was going through your mind as you're going through all of these different seasons and the altitude and you know what not? So what was going through your mind as you were running this? i was considering that i am very lucky so i could i where we are only few of us who could see all the four seasons in a day uh, because we had uh, visited uh, varila pass uh, five days before and uh, i you know only the last 4 kilometers was filled with snow the day i we run the last 15 kilometers is filled with snow within five days so <laughs> you know that is there uh, Uh, but what what i had uh, uh, decided uh, uh, from a lalra point of view is that there were cutoffs uh, you know for uh, the the first cutoff was at 4 km the next one was 8 then 15 so uh, uh, and there was some stipulated time if you don't reach that within that time you are not allowed to go forward primary reason being uh, you are not fit to move forward because the the when you move forward it is more uh, you know tiring or uh, your the challenges is more compared to the ones what you have completed if you have st- if you cannot reach 8 kilometers within a stipulated time going ahead is foolishness so that's how it is 
so what i had done was i was trying to keep at least 45 minutes one hour to 45 minutes or half an hour before is my target to reach that place within the with, you know one hour less than the cut off time so that's that's was the only aspect what we had uh, thought of and i think we were well placed uh, we could we could do that uh, maybe uh, the last uh, 2 kilometers uh, because of the heavy snow which was there so we were not allowed to go up to the peak because of the roads were not tarred it was a mud road so it was there was already one and a half feet of snow on the ground already so uh, then they said okay we'll have to take a u turn go back and then the balance the last 4 kilometers we have to do in the uh, bottom of the uh, pass so uh, maybe that's that's where i was able to gain another 1 hour extra otherwise uh, the plan was such that uh, i reached 30 minutes uh, before the cut off the u turn and then come back so it worked that way i think uh, uh, even though i was able to run i did not run because i knew that i am within my uh, stipulated time the pace is good you know my heart rate is fine i am i am not feeling breathlessness i am taking my fluids solids on time and things like that so even though i had the energy and i could uh, improve my pace i did not considering only reason because till such time i i go up and come down halfway Uh, you know, uh, till then uh, it is very very risky because you don't have sufficient air uh, maybe that that's how uh, uh, i i i feel that uh, i was able to complete uh, well within time well within the cut off time so what i understand from what you were saying is mahesh that um, so even though you could run um, run up you did not you paced yourself and you felt quite confident that you're going to be able to finish the race on time Uh, is that right yes okay okay uh sounds really tough though uh even though you say you said that this wasn't the tough toughest the race sounds really tough yeah it, it, yes any any race where you can't breathe properly is a tough race <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think you know uh, uh, you will get used to it uh, over a period of time uh, uh basically acclimatization is the key there and belief in you and uh, you should have done that amount of training i just cannot walk up there and then say i will run 55k or whatever distance you know good um switching gears a little bit you're a big part of uh, runadicts and you clearly spoke quite a bit about it earlier uh, when we were speaking so can you speak a bit more about what is run addicts um you know besides just being a running club run addicts from what we know is involved in many other efforts many other endeavors so uh i'll let you speak a bit about uh, run addicts how how it came about and uh, what it means to you it started for us back if i'm right uh, it was a, a bunch of running enthusiast who saw each other running on the road and said let's why not you know all run together uh, and then it started like that and then i think initially there were around four five of them and slowly they started running and then they whoever they found that running on the road they used to stop and say would you like to join us then something like that so that's how it started all started and uh today uh, we are 1200 plus uh, people uh, 
uh, who are on whatsapp so meaning there is a regular communication plus maybe more than 3000 people who are on the facebook group i think now recently we also opened the instagram and things like that so uh, runatics one point what i would uh, appreciate runatics is there is no registration fee there is no commercial activity at all so it is basically a group of people who try to you know keep the society fit so the we we have seen lot of people transform you know uh, who maybe they reduce their weight or they never wanted to run in their life now they have started running ultra marathons they are running 72 kilometers and things so that is one part of it uh, the second part of it is uh, uh, there there was one social cause which uh, we started with and we are continuing to do is uh, the educator rural kid so uh, what we uh, do is every year uh, during uh, june july uh, we distribute uh, books to government school kids uh, in the areas of ramnagar chenpatna kanakpura extra you know uh, remote schools you know uh, that's that's one thing uh, we do i think last year we gave more than 10000 books uh, and uh, we also provide some sports kit to the same schools like volleyball uh, net and something like that there is one there was one uh, school which had a women team girls team which also represented in some state event and things like that so every year we try to give them so that they continue to be there and then so that's where we came up with this annual runs so every june june was where we started runatics and then every june uh, first week or second week we used to do this annual run so the first year when we did we we got a uh, strength of around uh, uh, close to around 1000 uh, the third year we were at close to 3500 it's a bunch of uh, enthusiastic people uh, uh, there are people uh, who have finished ironman who are pursuing ironman then people who have done marathons ultra marathons and so uh as we as we get to uh, probably the close of this um i have one question and then arpana will ask you a bunch of questions but my my question is um your one piece of advice that you would give for an aspirational runner uh something that you wish you could have done when you started running so what would that one thing be i think strength training mm-hmm. uh you know uh, your body can take to an extent but if you have to uh, enhance that to a different level uh, your base strength makes a lot of difference the base strength is very very important if somebody is starting uh, to run rather than concentrating on how much kilometers i will do in another 15 days the next one month i have to do a full marathon next 3 months that should not be the target the target should be how to build base how to build my core how to be more flexible uh, you know do strength training uh, get your core right i think that is one area everybody should concentrate thanks mahesh if i could uh... reflect on wh- how i started that's absolutely something that i would i i missed right i would just run uh for the sake of running with uh, no real purpose there was no specificity in what i was doing i was just my whole uh aim was to go the distance can i get to the distance is what is all i thought about but um i've had my fair share of injuries and i'm i'm certain the folks who would listen to this uh can relate to that um injury 
uh, injuries that a runner would go through. Uh, statistically, they say 80% of all runners go through injuries. So uh, that was good advice uh, to have a well-rounded body, uh, to have your muscles help your uh, skeletal system as well, because you've, you've got to have uh, interlinked support. Um, last segment of the podcast, and I will let Arpana take it away. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have any the option. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is pretty simple, uh, Mahesh. Uh, this is around what we call as the fast five. So uh, without thinking, thinking too much, you just have to uh, give us an answer. You have to choose between two options and give us a very quick answer. No thinking too much. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, what would you choose? Fresh fruit juice or beer? Beer. <laughs> of course. Goes without saying. Bisi bele baat or biryani? Bisi bele baat. Okay. Since you are a vegetarian now, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, yoga or weight training? I would prefer a weight training. Weight training. Okay. Running or cycling? Ah. <laughs> You're thinking? Running. Okay. And ice cream or jamun? Ice cream with jamun. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Ex- good. Excellent answers, Mahesh. Uh, I, I really thought would, you would have uh, picked fresh fruit juice, but uh, <laughs> you, you've grown up over the over the last twenty years. Uh, thank you for uh, for spending the Friday night with us and uh, sharing all the insights. I will call upon you again. Absolutely. Because uh, there's uh, so many stories I know that you have that you, you that you can share, and hoping that we'll have you know those stories inspire uh, many of our listeners. We'll have a thing or two to take away from this for sure. Uh, but again, thank you very much for uh, being on the show. And thank you so much, Mahesh. It was my pleasure. Uh, I think something you know nice, you know, something different, something nice. So. So that was Mahesh Rajnikant. You've been listening to Nikhil and Arpana on the Pursuit of Endurance podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. It is now available on Spotify and several other platforms. You can also directly stream it from the link posted on our Instagram page at the Pursuit of Endurance. And if you think that you have a story to share, or know someone who, whose story you think should be shared, please feel free to directly send us a message on our Instagram page and we will get back in touch with you. Yeah, Thank you so much. In our next episode, we speak to a swimming champion, an Ironman 70.3 finisher, a swimathon champion. Listen to his remarkable transformation. Until next time. 